Welcome to Faith Baptist Church, Great Village, where we believe in the truth of the gospel, building of community, and engaging in the mission of Christ. We hope you enjoy this week's message as our pastors share from God's Word. What happened? That's a great question. Let's talk about that. Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. My name is Josh, and I'm excited to have power to be here in the room together to celebrate Christmas Eve. I think that's pretty good. Um, Oh, Holy Night. That's got to be one of the all-time Christmas carols, right? And band, you guys did a great job with that. It's kind of one of those songs where you got to be able to do vocal gymnastics. You know what I'm saying? Hit that low note and then hit that high note. It's, It's a toughie to sing. But there's a line in there. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Beautiful line. Weary world rejoices. That's our theme for Christmas Eve. Can you, can you feel the energy level of that busy mom on the screen there? Can you resonate with that? Can you relate? Do you feel tired? Anybody? Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow morning might be an early one in your house. Maybe you're hosting family. Maybe you're hosting your mother-in-law. Maybe you're going to a friend's house, right? Maybe there's some traveling involved. Early mornings, instant coffee, microwave dinners. Has the month of December seemed busy? Maybe maybe you're uh, last-minute Christmas shopping. Have you driven in town recently? Have you taken any trips to Halifax in the last two weeks? When, when you get behind the wheel of your car in the month of December, you're really taking your life in your own hands, aren't you? When you're walking through a parking lot, it's like 11 months out of the year, we walk through the parking lot just like this. And then in December, we walk through the parking lot like this, right? Because nobody's paying attention. Everybody's running around. There's a hustle bustle. Everybody's busy. Have you noticed that? You notice that everyone's in a hurry? People are just kind of like... Up here, you can see it on people's faces. There's a tension, there's a stress, there's a busyness. Christmas movies make a killing off this, don't they? This whole idea that Christmas is just like busy and stressful and rushed and the anxiety and the procrastination and then the, oh, I better get it last minute. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger running through the city trying to find the Turbo Man doll. (laughs) Is that a good accent? It's like... Clark Griswold putting up a million lights on the roof, and then the whole family stands back. Yeah, it looks good, Clark. You remember that? It's like Kevin McAllister running through the airport, and he loses his family. I made my family disappear. It's like Steve Martin and John Candy trying to get home to Chicago for the holidays in a plane, on a train, an automobile. It's just busy, stressful. Why do we enjoy that? Why do we watch movies like that? because we can relate, isn't it? It's like when Tim Allen says, let's skip all of this Christmas hustle and bustle and let's just take a cruise for Christmas. And then there's all this pressure from the coworkers and the neighbors and the friends and the family and the priest and the, the homeowners association, put up the decorations, put up the lights, host the party, cook the hickory honey ham. Yikes, right? But if we're honest, it's not just Christmas, is it? It's not just the holiday season. 
It's not just because the kids are off of school and you got to host your uncle. January is going to have its own set of reasons for being busy and stressed and wearied and tired, isn't it? Spoiler alert, do you remember all the snowstorms every weekend last January? <laughs> February is too short to really slow down, 28 days and it's gone. But March, March has a break, right? Oh yeah, but it's just for kids. Sorry, adults. We're just kind of generally busy and wearied and tired. Haven't the last three years felt like that? But yet the song says, the weary world rejoices. We want peace on earth, but we struggle to find peace in our own hearts. It's more of a hustle and bustle, isn't it? Tired, weary. You know, that's always been the case. Jason reminded us that there's this guy named Isaiah the prophet who lived 700 years before the first Christmas, and he talked about this very theme in chapter 9 of Isaiah. He talked about how there were people walking in darkness, a deep darkness, a hopelessness, an oppression, a conflict. You know why? Because there was an army named the Assyrians who were taking over the world, and they were on the doorstep about to attack them. They're on the brink of war. They've lost hope. They've lost faith. It's a dark time. And you know what Isaiah says in chapter 9? Yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. There's a light that has shone into the darkness. And Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Isn't that cool? A child is born, but also a son is given. The Son of God steps down from his throne, and he's born of the virgin. He's fully God, fully man. And Isaiah says with confidence, Jesus, the child who's born, the Son who is given, is the answer to the hopelessness and the darkness of this world. He is the light of the world. Here's another verse for you, Galatians 4.4. 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. The fullness of time. Does your time seem pretty full these days? Is your schedule full? Is your budget full? Is the gas tank and the generator full? Is your mind full? Is your inbox full? Is your storage capacity on your phone full? Just full. Isaiah said, yonder breaks the dawn of a new and glorious light. Not those words, but he said there's a light shining into the darkness. But between then and the fullness of time, that first Christmas, there's 700 years of slavery and oppression and waiting and wondering and tired weariness. Do you remember being a kid? Are there any kids in the room? You know what it's like waiting for Christmas, right? It just feels like the days are so long. How many more days until we can open our gifts? How many more days until it's Christmas? How many more sleeps? Does anybody count days in sleeps? How many more sleeps until we get to go to grandma's house? You know that? Yes, that's right. And then the morning hits. Do you remember Christmas morning as a kid? It was just like magical. It was special. Like there was just a wonder and an awe. Like, I don't know if your parents did it up with, like, Christmas stockings. We had our own chair with our Christmas stocking and all these presents that weren't there the night before. And it was just, like, 
thrilling. Adults, seniors, young adults. What does Christmas feel like to you now? Does it feel like a magical time? Or does it maybe feel like nap time? How early are you going to get up tomorrow morning? Kids, how early is it going to be? When the dawn breaks? One o'clock. I'd say one o'clock was the winner over here. I, I pity that household. Israel was waiting for their Messiah, and the waiting was getting really difficult. Waiting, wondering, weariness. Since the fall of man, since Adam and Eve, people have been waiting for the coming Messiah. But when the fullness of time had come, Galatians 4.4, you know what that doesn't mean? It doesn't mean it was the perfect, it doesn't mean that it was, it was a perfect time. It doesn't mean that it was an easy time time. It doesn't mean that God was waiting up in heaven saying, is the coast clear? Can I send my son now? God wasn't looking at the course of history and saying, have things calmed down? Have things cooled down to the point where I can send my son? It was the fullness of time because it was the right time according to God's plan. When is the correct and appropriate time for God to present the Savior of the world? Well, it's when the world needs him most, isn't it? Think about Christmas. There were still oppressive governments. There were tyrants in leadership, taxation, poverty, fear, uncertainty. This is the weary world into which Jesus came. Christmas. A teenage girl, a teenage pregnancy, a young husband who is confused, considering divorce. So much uncertainty and questions about the future. A long journey. There's no room in the inn. The tired shepherds out in the field late at night. The wise men who had to travel a long distance from the east. People were still in desperate need of hope. And that's when Christ came into the world. And that's why Christ came into the world because the world is in desperate need of hope and Christ is that hope. Christmas happened at the right time because the world desperately needs Christmas. Can a weary world rejoice? Or do we just need some rest, some good luck, some time with friends, some holiday overeating? maybe some added mindfulness, some New Year's resolutions, and then once we're rested up, then we can rejoice. You know, when I was a kid, I couldn't stand morning routines. Did you see in that video when the mom is like basically sleeping, sitting on the kitchen counter? I don't know if it was early morning, late at night, and the kid jumps up and screams and scares her. Any parents relate to that? Yeah? When I was a kid, My mom would wake me up in the morning for school. And she didn't do it like a normal person would, you know, like, Joshy, breakfast is ready. Come get ready for school. You don't want to be late. It was more like I could hear mom coming from the other end of the house, down the stairs. 
slam open the door, smash on the light, and then she would tear all the blankets off my bed. And she would start singing this song. How did it go? It, it went something like this. I don't know if you've heard the song. Come to the table, the breakfast table, Mabel. <laughs> did she make that up? Has anybody ever heard that song? Maybe she made it up. Sometimes she would jump right up on my bed and be stomping her song. She was born in PEI. I don't know. Maybe she relates to stomping Tom Connors or something. But. Terrible way to wake up. And as a kid growing up, getting into middle school, like I would pull those blankets back on top, pretend I never heard a thing, and try and go back to sleep. Never worked out too well. But you know what? My parents never needed me to wake up, thank you very much, on Christmas Day. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> Kids, are your parents going to have to wake you up tomorrow? It's like, it's like an internal Christmas alarm clock, maybe at a certain age, right? I never needed to be woken up on Christmas Day. Why is that? It's Christmas. There's an excitement. There's an anticipation. There's a hope. There's an expectation. It's not just another day. There's a new day dawning full of new and exciting things that are in store for me. Like, what was that, pretzels? Oh, presents, presents, <laughs> like presents. Isaiah could rejoice in the midst of a weary world because he could see the dawn breaking a new and glorious light. He could see it afar off. With certainty, he knew that it was coming. He knew the Messiah, the one to come, would break that endless cycle of tiresome weariness. And that's exactly what Jesus did. I'm going to invite the band to come back up at this point, And I just want to spend a little more time reflecting on what Jason invited us to reflect on. And then we're going to sing Silent Night and we're going to come to the conclusion of our service tonight. I love that verse, Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder. And then it gives these four names for the Messiah that I just think are beautiful. There's Wonderful Counselor. Counselor is somebody who gives good advice, right? And Jesus doesn't just give good advice. Jesus is truth. Jesus is the Word made flesh. Jesus speaks truth into our confusing, chaotic world. Jesus, the Messiah, is the mighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth whose mercies are new every single morning. Isn't it incredible that Jesus, the king of the universe, stepped down from his throne and instead took the throne of a manger? And as April said, the manger led to the cross. The mighty God took the cross for you. And then it says everlasting father. And I love that everlasting bit because, you know, tomorrow's going to come. I know this. The dawn's going to break. The sun might not be shining. might be behind the clouds. But tomorrow's going to come. And then Christmas Day's going to be done. Do you know what that's like, kids? I'm sorry to ruin the magic. But you build all this anticipation. Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and eh, might still be kind of cool. Some lingering relatives might bring some more presents. But then after that, it's done. 
And then it's like 365 days to the next one. Well, Jesus is the everlasting father. And that's why the magic of Christmas can last in your hearts all year long because Jesus is the friend who sticks closer than a brother. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Jesus is the prince of peace. I love that one. And in a weary world where we're tired and exhausted, and for some reason coming out of a pandemic, we've never been busier, never trusted less, never had such high expectations but low levels of engagement. We want to see the good old days, but we don't want to be involved in making them happen. Jesus is the Prince of Peace who speaks peace into that situation. God didn't wait for the perfect, clean, and easy moment in history for his son to step into the world that would cause him the least amount of pain. Romans 5.8 says that God's biggest demonstration of love towards you and me is that while we were at our worst, while history was at its worst, that's when Jesus died for us, at our worst. Church isn't about cleaning ourselves up to present our best version to God so that maybe he'll accept us. The gospel is that God paid the price for you at your worst. And that's why Jesus came at Christmas, to die on the cross for you and for me. And that's why a weary world can rejoice. Can I encourage you to stand? We're going to pray together. We're going to sing Silent Night. And I want you to sing these words out like you've never sung them before, okay? Let's pray together as we get ready to sing this song. God, we thank you and praise you for Christmas 2022. God, we thank you that we can rejoice even in the midst of wearisome, tired, busyness, stress, all those things that those movies represent around Christmas time. God, we thank you that you are the Prince of Peace and that Jesus, you can give us peace in our hearts, our minds, and our souls in the midst of the busyness of this world. Jesus, we thank you that you are the answer. Your answer has always been a baby who was born and placed in a manger, who would live a sinless life to die on the cross to pay for our sins. Jesus, we thank you for the forgiveness you bring, for the life that you give, for the hope and the peace and the joy that comes only from you. Jesus, we thank you for this Christmas. Amen.